Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Booyakasha! This is Michelangelo, a.k.a. Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, I am still hyped about Armageddon Game. It has not come down. Well, that's convenient, because what are we talking about tonight, Spencer? We're talking about Armageddon Game number one in issue 132. <laughs> not in that order. Perfect. Not, yeah. <laughs> Just flip it. <laughs> that's too confusing. Uh but yeah, uh, the game has finally kicked off. You know, we're <laughs> we're finally here. Armageddon game. Yeah, this has gone like a like NFL Sunday morning, where it's like two and a half hours of people just talking about the football games that are going to be coming. Yeah. Like we've had the pregame, we've had opening moves, we'd have. It's finally here. The Super Bowl is finally kicking off. That's that's the NFL music, right? Yeah, and I guess that's that a, makes yeah. us the uh, the news guys that are on during the games, but like are on like the free channels for people who can't actually watch the games because they don't have cable. You know, <laughs> I mean, they play them on they play them on Fox. People can watch them on Fox. I had this really really weird experience. We were trying to watch like the the college football title game, championship game, whatever one year, and my buddy like. He didn't want to pay for whatever cable package, so we just like went on Reddit streams, and somehow or another we got tapped in, not to like a broadcast, but like to the camera that's like suspended over the field on wires. Oh and no! So there, was, there was no audio whatsoever. We had no idea what was going on, but like the entire thing was just us like following the team down the field and back. It was actually kind of cool, but we oh, had like sounds... we didn't know what the score was, what the down was, nothing. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a unique experience. That's when you pull up your, you know, like CBS Sports app or whatever. And, oh, I uh, think I think we're on like Twitter, like <laughs> trying to follow along with it or something <laughs> like. <laughs> Twitter is wow. now your announcers. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, but anyway, Armageddon game feels like forever, but we are finally here to talk about it. Um, and you know, it, it's it's starting off with a bang. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. It is continuing the bang. I feel like we're finally like at the part where it's like kind of exploding, you know, like because there's been a lot of buildup with pregame. And then this first issue kind of did a little bit more build up. And then at the very end, it's like finally like really cutting it loose. Uh, and we're starting to actually have the, I guess the, I don't know, the explosion we're looking for. Yeah. yeah the, the, the pressure is letting go. Cool. So who's starting us off tonight? 
uh, that would be me. Let me tell you a story. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. All right. Issue 132. So our story is written by Sophie Campbell, story consulting Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz, art by Pablo Tunica, colors by Rhonda Patterson, letters by Sean Lee, editorial assistance from Nicholas Nino, and editor Charles Beecham. So, the Shredder continues teaching the turtles. They make gofu, talismans that will tie them to the spirit world and allow them to connect with it and use the kujikiri. Shredder then works with each of them individually to teach them a cut of kujikiri. To Leo, he teaches Sha, which is against foe and healing. It will help shield him against his dark self while he channels him. To Michelangelo, he teaches To harmony and battle it will allow him to create harmony where there is none jenica learns zai to appear to create she will create illusions or reveal them donatello learns retsu which is control of space and time or to move in a row it's what allows him to be able to astral project Raphael learns jin in formation to prepare reading thoughts he can use it to sense other people's thoughts and feelings Throughout the issue, we cut to Leo fighting with his dark self. It questions him and doubts him, but Leo traps him in a pit and leaves him there for when he needs him. At the end, they all gather around a fire to learn Zen to move forward. Splinter appears to them and tells them he is proud of them. He also advises them to draw on one another even when apart. After having to say goodbye to their father, they return the from their trip to the farmhouse in Northampton. They go to repair the barn that was destroyed, and while they're there, they recall that day. Jenica admits to being there too. She was one of the foot assassins that was attacking the turtles at the time. After they finish, they meet up with Saki, who opens a portal and takes them back to their church lair in New York to gather the others. To be continued. All right, it's here. The Armageddon game, number one. Story by Tom Waltz, art by Vincenzo Federici, colors by Matt Herms, and letters by Sean Lee. Rat King visits Akka in the thin places where their sister Kitsune lays. He tells Akka that now the game truly begins. In the turtle's old church layer, Shredder has invited the Splinter Clan and the Foot Clan to talk. He tells them that they each need to team up and find some help in order to stop the Rat King and his allies, Baxter Stockman, Krang and Null for bringing about the end of the world. So the team splits up. Leo, Mike, and Shredder are headed for the Neutrino homeworld to find the Nova Posse. Donatello teleports them there. Meanwhile, in a, in a dirty alley, uh, the Leatherhead Krang abomination is giving mutants Krissa and Zodi a tough time. Leatherhead seems to be in control of the body, uh, knocking away a bunch of Null's men in an attempt to either kill them or get himself killed. Uh, Zodi eventually stabs him with her scorpion tail, knocking out Leatherhead, and he's loaded onto a chopper. On the, on the Neutrino homeworld, Leo, Mike, and Shredder meet up with their Neutrino allies, King Zinter, Queen Gizla, Princess Triv, Zack, Kala, and Dask, and the Fugitoid. Uh, Zinter says that, unfortunately, he can't help the turtles. Back at the EPF building, Rat King meets up with Null just as Leatherhead arrives in the helicopter. 
Dr. Barlow is there and Rat King tells Barlow that he is to quote, liberate our friend Krang from his dreaded cage, end quote. In Mutant Town, Raph, Jenica, and Sally Pride interrogate Herman the Hermit Crab. Herman isn't cooperating though. He, instead, he's just listing off a serial number over and over. Uh, Herman does finally agree to help the group find old Hob in exchange for getting his old dumpster shell back. We then cut to April and Donatello talking over their communicators. Uh, Donatello filling in April on the plan while Angel and Casey are listening. Uh, as the three of them uh, talk about everything, uh, April notices that the Princess Sari, the Regenta Triceraton, is standing behind them and tells Donatello that there's someone else needing his attention. We cut back to the Neutrino home, uh, home world where he tells them that he doesn't know where the Nova Posse are. And unfortunately that he can't give them any help and that the turtles should just head back home. But before he leaves, he lets Commander Dask know that Zack and Kala have earned some time away from their guard duties and that he should accompany them to wherever they may go. So then heavily hinting that Dask or that Zach and Kala can go help the turtles. Uh, Zach says, well, let's go, daddy-o's. We then cut back to uh, Stockman giving his mayoral state of the city address when all of a sudden at the very end of it, four mutant turtles with ninja abilities attack and take out dark water. To be continued. Okay, you know I've got a lot I want to say, so we're just gonna keep we're just gonna keep moving. Let's get on the momentum. All right. Yeah, let, let's move on to the second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. Better <laughs> do. So here in issue one thirty two, this is the first time we're told that Jenica was at Northampton. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, it is. A, it is a cool retcon. I really yeah. like it. So. Do we have to go back and crack open all of our CGI issue 51s and cross out first appearance of Jenica and then go back to our like issue 30s and crack <laughs> those open and write it on the CGI label? How's that work? Yep, I think I think so. I think somebody's <laughs> somebody's definitely got to go edit Turtlepedia. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because she was that same style of assassin with the full red mask and the big claws, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it, dude, that's the thing is like, do you count that as her first appearance now since she was technically one of those foot assassins or do you just uh, still consider it to be issue 51? I don't I know. Think, I think it's technically still issue 51. Yeah, because that's um, like when you see her face. And... Well, it's when you see her face and it's like when that's when her, the character was introduced. Like, yeah, you can say you can say like she appeared in issue um in issue was issue 30 what again uh um, oh, i don't it's 51 a number uh no, no no the other the other issue the the northampton assassin one um oh yeah so you could say that she appeared there and like asterisk first appearance as foot assassin but you can't say that like that was jenica unless like Tom Waltz, you know, comes back on our show and says, yeah, that was Jenica the entire time. Right. It's not, it's just, not, not entirely how that works. Or you yeah. do like, like Wolverine, like his first appearance is 181 of the Hulk, but he had a cameo at the end of 180. So to say she had a cameo back in 
whatever that issue was, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, calling it now, they're definitely forging Muta Stones and gonna turn into the Turtle Saint, aren't they? Yeah, I hope <laughs> so. I liked I liked their little I like the little Gofu talismans, like, and I liked how I like. I mean, this is kind of getting into my love being a turtle, um, but I thought it was neat how they all individually like have their own versions that they make. Yeah, and, especially and, like, like rafts. I was saying, like, like you could tell, you could tell, like Raph got like frustrated while making his. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just made something that would do, like something he could just work with. You know, that's totally Raph. <laughs> but yeah. also, also, I want all of these made into those like tiki cups. You know, that I can drink from <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I will buy you them take all. A pottery, man. <laughs> someone, yeah, like, someone make these. I would definitely have tiki mugs of these. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, the obvious reference here is the splinter in the campfire right yeah from the first movie oh yeah yeah i think even in some of his dialogues the same yeah he talks about being I, proud of them and things it's i mean i thought it, i thought it worked really well i liked it yeah oh yeah it was it was great um i i was trying to see how much of it was was from the movie um i didn't really notice like a lot of like one-for-one lines other than like kind of general like i'm proud of you but, yeah, well, he says like the force that brought me here is the same that binds you together or something like that. And that's yeah. pretty much from the movie. It's it's not exact, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, it it, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like, um, but yeah, it, it's the obvious parallel. Um, yeah, that brought them all there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that's that's about all I have for one thirty two. If you guys have anything else, that's all you. Have. Nope. All right, then. Armageddon Games number one. We get Airwell and uh, Mazul, who are from the Archie series. So, Mazul, uh, the, the planet? Um, well, Arwell's the or planet. Mazul, sorry, the people. sorry. Mazul, Mazul the is king, the dictator. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he he appeared in the Archie series. Apparently, he's the one that fires on the turtles upon them coming there or something like that. I don't know. I read the wiki. I haven't read the comics, so... <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't remember those guys. So. Yeah, so it's on the it's on the the turtles wiki, but he does appear in the Archie series. It doesn't seem like he has like the most prominent role in it. Clearly, uh, what, what's the name again? Mazul. Mazul, yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, spell that for me, would you? Sorry. M A Z O O L. Mazul. I have to see a picture of him now. Oh man, I do not remember this guy at all. Yeah, he he was an antagonist. It looks like I don't know how how prominent he was in it. Uh, probably about as prominent as a Nova Posse, just two or three issues. <laughs> so okay, yeah. Dream of a Blue Turtle. I remember that issue. Yeah. Okay, cool. I did not know that. Awesome. Yeah, so he was in that series, uh, along with like you know he was the commander of the Airwill fleet. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that once again they're pulling from that Archie series, pulling from like the Dimension X lore that it created, and they're putting it all together in this book. You know that they're they're including it. 
It's so good. The Archie series is such a mine to tap from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's been untapped for quite some time. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I got a couple here. Um, Detective Lewis is a recurring character in this comic. I think I don't know if we've seen her since, but I think she was part of uh, Mikey's like original one issue series where he was stealing that diamond. Yeah, Detective she he was, was. Yeah, she was. She was in that. Um, like she was posing as like a criminal, and then mm-hmm. like helped, and then. Uh, helped him at the end yeah um, i think he also teams up with her when they fight worm right when he yeah. when he confronts worm and I, I think that's someone else because i, that I looked else? that up and i think that's someone else i didn't okay. see her name listed in that issue yeah. but she definitely well, she, is in the background of turtles universe when bishop kind of first does his strike oh, okay yeah i was gonna say like he she comes back um during like when dark water is like kind of getting formed um with like the other with uh was it alec winters um and like when he gets promoted like she's there too yeah well she, she's just kind of a cop that's like forced to work with the epf and other things is just trying to figure out what's going on and she doesn't really know is what it seems like yeah uh, for the most part but she is a rec- recurring character that i think a lot of people probably overlook because She's there, but she never like really does a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one with Worm, her name is Maureen Lynn. Okay, also so that's Lynn. a different one then. Yeah, yeah. So when those four fake turtles are attacking the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, they, they each make the, the grip from the Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, they're just like in, in little boxes over the big panel mm-hmm. of the cool callback. And then I got to wonder, Herman the Hermit Crab is listen off the serial number and we know that tom waltz has military experience do you think this was tom waltz's serial number That's, that would be a question to ask him someone get on yeah, twitter tom, right now tom let us know yeah. does this serial uh, number bear any significance yeah uh the so stockman um during his speech um at the very end of it says and the best is yet to come. And one of the agents is like rolling their eyes and like, oh God. Um, uh, that is a direct reference to uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle when she was at, I think it was CPAC a couple of years ago. And she had that really dramatic, really cringy, and the best is yet to come, uh, which has been memed to death, but uh, that is a direct reference to that. It was very funny. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, my, like he, my even, other... he even has his arms like spread out like she did. So okay. So my my thing here is that uh, these are like the dark turtles, pretty much. Like their origin is the same as like well, not the exact same, but it's really close to the the same as the ones in Fast Forward. Like, you know, they're clones of the turtles. You know, we have, we've had Barlow mentioning getting turtle DNA. They've, they've created these dark turtles. But also, I mean, it hasn't quite panned out yet. So this might age like milk, but I'm kind of getting a crooked Ninja Turtle gang ploy here as well. <laughs> they're fighting them with bad publicity. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of. 
that's kind of what's going on. Like they're kind of just fighting him with bad publicity. Um, you're you're not wrong. Um, I I'm kind of interesting. Like seeing that now and seeing like how uh, the kind of how it was getting used. It really does feel like this is a campaign like like a, a character smear mm-hmm. on the turtles mm-hmm. it's like a, a dark ninja turtle gang i guess is yeah. is what we're going to probably end up naming these guys <laughs> yeah i'm always down for evil versions of our heroes yeah and like the man i know this is not i love being a turtle yet but man those turtles look badass they do they look super White cool things yeah so cool that's that's about all I have though, as far as references go. Same. Uh, also, same. On oh. to the anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, and you're in big trouble. Okay. Echo legend low. So mine for one thirty-two is just one little like typo that they had. They call both Zai and Retsu the seventh cut. Someone actually pointed this out on Reddit. Otherwise, I wouldn't have noticed it even. <laughs> oh, I noticed it right away. I was like, Wait a minute. I, I can count. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I apparently can't. Uh, don't ask me how I've gotten this far in life, but I, I apparently can't. Uh, anyway, it is kind of a, a bit of an error there. I don't think it's like that big a deal, but it's a thing. It is mildly infuriating. <laughs> That's that's the only thing I had written down for 132 was that typo as well. So yeah, me too. I completely missed that typo, so I have no anchovies. <laughs> yeah, lucky you. I guess I, if I had another minor one, it's that I don't understand what Michelangelo's power is. Like yeah. everyone else, they kind of they kind of showed it off right away. It um, looks like maybe he's like going ultra instinct. You know, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, he's got super combat which, reflexes or something. But. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say which which ultra instinct for our non DBZ uh, fan or non DBZ fans uh, is basically the next level of Goku's power, um, where it's exactly how it sounds. He is just instantaneous. It's like when Yoda uh, breathes in really deep and fills himself with the force, <laughs> and then jumps all around, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much like he, you know, when Goku does it, it allows like each part of his body to act independently and pretty much almost like think on its own. He's cut out the middleman, which is his brain, and his body just does, you know, allowing him to move incredibly fast, essentially. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It is, man. And and the that song that goes with it too is fantastic. The ultimate battle song. As well as the ultimate, the ultra instinct song, because there's that too. But I'm curious it's if Don, epic. I'm curious if Donatello's power is like a negative man situation, where like his spirit's free, but his body's frozen or something. I'm curious about that. Yeah, I've been looking up that serial number since you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, this is entirely other other segment, but. All I'm getting is some like cho- a chopper for a Mitsubishi model number. <laughs> is is uh, Tom Waltz super into Mitsubishis? I I don't know. There's also some parts for tractors. I have a theory though. If they did, if they did do, if they did a really really deep cut, 
I'll have to like watch the episode because I don't think I'll be able to find it just by Googling. But there is a monster in the 2003 series that Han intercepts on a train that's being shipped by the EPF. And then they let that monster go and there's a number on the case. And that number is also the dog tags of the guy that got turned into that monster in that episode. But I want to say that one has an eight in it, but I could be wrong. Anyway, I'll need to look that up later. Maybe I'll add it back in the episode later. That would be a hell of a, di- of a deep That's, cut. Yeah, yeah, really. It would be like a crazy deep cut. I will be surprised. But also at the same time, they like use the design of Bellerophon from one episode in season six. So who knows? Anyway, back to anchovies. <laughs> Are we on to Armageddon games? Because I don't have uh, anything written down for the first issue of Armageddon games. I don't either. I don't have a single no, thing. It was, yeah, same. It was a really good issue. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's not waste any more time. Let's just get on to the I Love Being a Turtle. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I love being a turtle. So, man, laying down the lore for more of this, like, mystic stuff. Like, I really love that they're, like, giving it rules. There's, like, stuff laid down with it. Just the explanation of it is fantastic. I really like it. I I loved uh, how Leo kind of dealt with his dark Leo. Mm -hmm. With the kind of, like, when he figures out, like, oh, I need to lead it'll like where i want it like the katana is used for leading yeah um, which and then he's like oh i'm gonna lead him into this hole which i also <laughs> like I <need> him yeah <laughs> which i also like because there's all these people that are usually kind of like and like i get it and I, i'm kind of the same way but still there's a lot of people that are always constantly complaining about like man why isn't he using his swords to cut people like those are lethal weapons how is he not and it's like in this it's showing that he uses them as a threat to maneuver opponents to where he needs them or like where he wants them. And then he can take them out in another way or put them where he wants them to be. You know, it's just the threat of the swords helps him be able to maneuver and make people do things. And he, you know, even though you don't necessarily have lethal intent with it. Yeah. And so he can use his swords in a non-lethal matter, which is so saying that Leo leads all the time even people he's with the fighting. sword yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I really like that because it's like oh here we go now we have an explanation on how he uses katana but uses it in a way that he's not you know cutting people's heads off yeah. for this series where he, they don't kill makes perfect sense to me mm-hmm. yeah i like it a lot um i already mentioned this before but i love raf's totem I think it's amazing. And yeah. I, if Turtle Saint yeah. comes into this, I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. But <laughs> I feel like we do need just like an else world, like what if, like branching off story where suddenly these turtles go Turtle Saint? Like, we should probably explain because I don't know that everybody listening knows, but like there, were, there was a Japanese uh, show. It only lasted two episodes, completely made in Japan. The first episode of which has the turtles with muta stones that they use to turn into super turtles. Uh, they look like humanoids with these big weird masks. And then they combine into one super turtle, with her, the turtle saint, to fight Bebop and Rocksteady who can do about the same. So it's actually really good, though. I really like it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is uh, fun. <laughs> it's So the anime is called Mutant Turtles Chojin Detsetsuhen. Um, I like it. I remember watching it 
years ago Mm -hmm. and just thinking like what is like this was back when i was like first like getting into more like of the weird turtle stuff like kind of seeing what else was out there Mm -hmm. uh and so this is definitely one of those things that you come across in like your turtle studies and you're like huh i guess that (laughs) this was a thing (laughs) and and we will cover it we will cover it. We'll probably cover it at the end of the 87 series, I guess. We'll just tack that All on right. there and we finish it as a celebration. Now, Mike, Perfect. have you seen the, the second episode where they get, like, armor? Yes. Uh, like and, too. yeah. They're they're just, they're both just wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I, I don't know. I, I usually end up, like, it's always something I pick up and then something else happens and I have to, like, set it back down and then I forget about it again for... Wow. years really but, good uh manga based on that too like, yeah like surprise manga is really hard to find yeah you can find it translated online for uh a nominal non-existent fee but anyway so <laughs> was that pirates of the caribbean yeah it was <laughs> more more specifically the song he's a pirate but anyway yeah Ah, um by claus baldette anyway um where was i going with all that oh yeah they should write like a what if comic that's like what if kitsune like successfully summoned her father the dragon and then the turtles end up like pretty much becoming the turtle saint and they fight like (laughs) giant dragon shredder as turtle saint i want this i want a new what if I comic that is that 100 i would be 100 down for that yeah me too spencer what's your that what's your fan name so i can follow you i i need to create one i guess um so another kind of cool thing that i really loved that i already mentioned it earlier but still jenica remembering that northampton like remembering northampton her being there like really helps link turtle Jenica to human Jenica, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes it feels like there was kind of a, a bit of like a jump there, like not a huge one, but sometimes like you kind of just forget. So it really spices things up, really helps flesh her out. Same with like leaning into like the creativity side and kind of like creating a, a, an extra role for her in the group being kind of the creative one since she like is really into music and creating things. So it's it helps develop her character a lot to have her be doing that and to have that be her her pillar of her cut of of the kujikiri yeah well they're kind of really defining her personality more i've I've kind of struggled to like figure out what her thing is Mm -hmm. because like sometimes it feels like she's like the hot-headed headstrong one who likes to party and uses her brain to get the answer. And that's like all four turtles put together, right? Yeah. So it's but cool yeah, like, to see that they're like carving out like this is like Leo leads, Donny does machines, etc. Uh, she's the musician or she's the artist or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, because like I, there was a part of me that was worried she was going to become like the shadow, the hedgehog of the series. So if you if you watched like Sonic X uh, back in the 2000s, Knuckles is kind of did. like, exactly. Knuckles was kind of like the edgy one that was kind of like on the side kind of thing, like for a little while until Shadow was introduced. And then Shadow took that role. Mm-hmm. And then Knuckles kind of just like leaned more, way, way more into like being just like a dumb meathead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that's what was going to happen to uh, to Raphael. And like she was maybe going to fill that role, but it doesn't look like she's quite, you know, going there. 
you know, she still definitely is like very punk rock metal. Like even her, her uh, gofu like just looks super metal. She uses a bird skull in it, which I really liked. That's that was yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, like she is definitely kind of carving out her own spot in the turtles, and it's like really being fleshed out here in, in a really cool, creative new way. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, like her mini series, both of them. The like what Bram Revel wrote. Mm-hmm. Seemed, it seems like such a different character from Mutant Town. Sophie Campbell, Jenica. So glad they're mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. settling into it. Yeah, it feels like everything's kind of getting all tied together and it's kind of helping cement the character. Yeah. Speaking of tying together elements, I'm glad to see the church layer again. Yeah. I yeah. abandoned church and Ninja Turtles go together like peanut butter and jelly. I love it. Yeah. I can't remember. Is this where Shredder's been hiding out the entire time? Like when he's either. when he's going into town, I don't. He might very be. Well could be. Yeah. yeah, that might have been where him and Jenic, I mean, him, him and Kitsune are staying, like up in the upper levels of it. Not sure. No, because I think that was a penthouse. Yeah, you're probably right. But... I I can't remember. Ah well, they were staying somewhere. It could have been the church, but it's probably not. Um, I, of course, also love the emotional scene with Splinter in this, you know, just them being able to see him and in their reactions to it, their reactions are very well written and their, their pain when he leaves uh, and them having to yeah, let him like go. Mikey, Mikey crying is just, just broke my heart a little bit. It's yeah. always Mikey crying. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those emotional moments that they like really were able to capitalize on. I feel like when Sophie Campbell is given moments like that, like her writing really shines through. Uh, and and so it really, really was really, bleh, I'm going to say really one too many times. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> really, 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 yeah, really, 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 yeah. really, really, but yeah, yeah it, really, it really works for me. I, I really like it. So. I mean, Sophie, Sophie really <laughs> gets the turtles. Like she just she knows what beats to hit, and she knows when to play them. Like huh, it was great. On to the Armageddon game number one. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I absolutely love that they gave they took away Herman's big dumpster full mm-hmm. of weapons and stuff. Gave him like a plastic Rubbermaid trash can yeah. for a shell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if that's been shown before, but I haven't noticed it before. I think it's hilarious. I love that. I felt all so he wants, bad for it. I know, and all he wants is his shell back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and his gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I the guns are the, are the part of the shell. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good soldier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I just love seeing Herman again. Just period. I also love seeing Christy and Zoddy again, or Zodi, however you say her name, especially Krista. Uh, Krista, yeah, Krista and Zodi. Um, Krista's adorable. She she reminds me of my pet snake. You know, they're just so cute. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Spencer, you sent us earlier today that you found out that uh, Bludgeon was originally going to be Armagon, but they changed the name because the, it wasn't the same character. Yeah, it's like this is there's nothing in common between these two. Like Bobby Curnow was like, there's nothing in common other than they're yeah. sharks. I love that they did that. And I feel like maybe something similar happened here where like this character could have been Scale Tail. Mm-hmm. They're like the only 
thing that's similar is that they're both snakes and scale tail is a terrible name so choose something else you know so i yeah. i love that this series while it's very drenched in nostalgia is not afraid to like break away from it and introduce a new character when when appropriate yeah well and it, it's just cool that there's that much like definition of a character i feel like that's kind of what has made this series so definitive towards the turtles is that when they bring in a new character they make it like and very similar to it to that character when they first appeared mm-hmm. you know versus like just creating a new character that you know is a mutant you know shark and then just naming an armagon because it is a mutant shark even though there's nothing in common with it like there is certain respect and like care gone into either making it like the character or making a totally new one in that character's place yeah. which is what it's really helped make this series stand apart in my opinion you're right you're right and again man those dark turtles so badass yeah. looking. The debut. So are, we, are we officially calling them Dark Turtles now? For now, we will call them Dark Turtles. We, we can call them the Dark Turtle Gang, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it seems like they might be a mixture of the Dark Turtles and the Crooked Ninja Turtle game. Because like I said before, the Dark Turtles in the in the 2003 series during Fast Forward are clones made of the Turtles that just aren't quite right. Uh, you know, granted, the designs aren't the same as those, but they're still clones of the turtles like they are, but also it looks like they're being created to do bad PR for the turtles, which would lead me to believe that they are now the crooked Ninja turtle gang. So it looks like they might be kind of a mixture of those two concepts. We'll see if they get a whole new name in this series at all, but for now I've kind of already dubbed them dark turtles. It's good to see them again. I mean, it's been since what may the free comic book day issue. Yeah. We've seen them, you know, well, and their debut is just explosive. Like, it's so epic when they, like, bust in and, you know, these are, like, just the bad turtles that have come to just completely annihilate anyone that stands in their path. You know, they've got some sort of twisted, way more aggressive way to, to handle things than the normal turtles do. Yeah. I think also, too, like, we... I mean, the big question is, how did they get here? Because we don't, we don't know how they got to our universe. Well, we know that Dr. Barlow got them the Ninja Turtle DNA and they created these clones out of it. Someone did at some point. Yeah, we don't know. Like, is it Rat King doing it? Is it Baxter behind Rat King's back? Is it Null? Because she's tampered with mutants before. I, I want to say that it's probably well, Baxter they, Stockman that's cloned them. And then... So they they say specifically a few times in this issue, like, mm-hmm. multiversal. Like, they say multiverse a few times. Yeah. Which I can't remember of us ever hearing about a multiverse before. I think they, they say multidimensional. Because there's... They say, they say both. Hmm. I'll do that. So hmm. they so King Zenter says multidimensional because he's That's talking about dimension off. Z. Yeah. Um, but uh, but she uh, Null very specifically says multiversal. Hmm. So that just got me like, huh? All right. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see. I guess. 
Because like I'm pretty sure though there was a mention earlier on with like Dr. Barlow and things like that of there being clones of the turtles. Like that's part of why he was making Venus. Yeah, but these these guys aren't like riddled with stitches and stuff like no. Yeah, like these aren't like homunculi turtles. Like these are yeah. But there was just mentioning of attempts to clone them before, which leads me to believe that these ones are clones, but I could be wrong. These these could be from a different universe. This, I guess we'll have to wait and see. This is all purely speculatory right now. Yeah, this is always also the sign of a great story, right? We're wanting more. We're making responsibly, guesses. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I love in this, uh, I just love this single, like not a single line, but an exchange between Casey and Donatello. When uh, Casey says, "Like who died and made Shredhead the boss?" and then Donatello replies, "With my father." Yeah. And then he's like, oh, and then they just yeah. shut up. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I know. Forgot, I sorry, his mouth. forgot about that. You know, you use like a, a colloquialism, you know, that's just kind of a, <laughs> a yeah. normal thing. And then suddenly it actually applies to your situation. And you're like, oops, yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about how I was saying that. <laughs> that's great. Whoops. I'm a jerk. It was just funny to me. Uh, probably because I put my own foot in my mouth a lot. So, but, um, the other thing that I just love is like the growing of Dimension X and, you know, just whenever there's complicated space politics, sign me up. Like I, I, I love the prequels of Star Wars. You're all about I, trade embargoes. Yeah, dude. Freaking give me, give me a blockade to, you know, protests, you know, some sort of trade agreement, you know, any day, any day of the week. But, you know, just the fact that like, there's like this whole, like, tenuous alliance going on right now there with king zentar and you know Arwell, airwell however you say it but like that's going on and so he can't help them and so then he like does like the political thing of like saying sorry i can't help you but then like the you know wink wink nod nod by the way my guard is going on vacation i can't you know stop them from doing whatever they want to do in their free time uh i just i love that like i just I love that they're building that. It it's super cool. Yes, yeah. Tom Watts, if you're listening and you want to make Spencer's head explode, at some point some character needs to say, "I am the Senate." Yeah, that'll, that'll do it for yeah. him. <laughs> I am the Senate. Oh man, <laughs> not yet. This is how democracy dies with thunderous applause. No, but or liberty <laughs> dies. That's what she says. This is how liberty yeah. dies with thunderous applause. Oh man. oh man! But anyway, three, three great issues. Yeah, or two great, two great issues. Now, if Tom wants really wants to make my head explode, find some way to bring the Inuashi Gungeon into a Dimension X storyline, and I'll be happy. Those, so, those yeah. bird things, yeah. Yeah, those like samurai birds. Yep, yep. guys. Yeah, I need to go back and watch that that fast forward series again. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as everyone says it is. No, it's not as you bad know? as everyone says it is. Season seven, though, season seven, I struggled to get through. I didn't like, I remember not really liking the change even when I was like a kid and it was coming out and like kind of being like lukewarm on it. And even as an adult now, like I just struggle with it like almost every episode. I, I'm trying to figure like, out exactly what it is, but I struggle. I like how it's like generally a theme, like, because we'd started talking about, uh, we started tonight talking about that, how like, it's cool to hate certain parts of Ninja Turtles, like the next mm-hmm. mutation when they're genuinely not that bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, it's, it's just, not as bad as everyone people, says it is. It's something I could apply broadly to Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like fast forward, don't get me wrong, it's not great. Like I loved it a lot when I was a kid. As an adult, there's some nostalgic value. I find a lot of characters have really great potential in it. Uh, and I'd love to see again because they had great character designs. There was great concepts in fast forward. I just don't know if it like was firing on all cylinders at all times, you know, like there, there wasn't as much of an overarching plot as there was in the previous seasons of the show or like those like series season series that were like three episodes or four or five episodes that kind of had like a continuous story going on. That is like when Oh three really fires on all cylinders. It doesn't really have that. It's a little rudderless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of the problem too is, I mean, that that's part of why the show exists is because the network thought that kids couldn't handle that yeah so anyway read these anyway comics. yeah yeah really good yeah armageddon games kicking off to a great start um and i i just i can't wait to see where it goes from here me too i it, like i said it looks like with having those dark turtles attack stockman that were kind of like you know the the air is finally being let out of the uh, the pressurized whatever i don't know i'm trying to figure out a great analogy for it but i can't if you can tell this entire episode but we're finally like letting it go the barrel has been filled with the black powder and now the, uh, the cat the is out of the bag has been lit yes like we, we are shooting shooting the cannon you know the entire house of cards will fall like a bunch of dominoes check yeah all right. Yep. All, uh, of that, all of that applies. Ready? <laughs> ready for some news? Yeah, let's cover some uh, news. I think so. This is April O'Neil of Channel Six. All right, so uh, as we record this on the 5th of October, uh, tomorrow starts the collector con at Walmart. Uh, and part of that, NECA is teaming up with, uh, with Walmart to kind of start this new collector program thing. Um, it's, it hasn't really been explained very well. So I'm going to read the uh, press release that I was sent, and oh, it's going to be boring. <laughs> uh, calling all collectors, Walmart and NECA have teamed up to launch AutoT, a first-of-its-kind revolutionary digital collector platform. Uh, best of all, it will be available to customers this Thursday, October 6th, just in time for the hottest collector shopping event of the season, Walmart CollectorCon, October 6th and 7th. AutoT offers exclusive figures and collectibles featuring rare chase variants signed by stars and creators. Here's how it works. Similar to a mystery box, customers will enter a digital code found on their Walmart receipt to reveal what specific collectible they've secured on autot.com. From there, they can easily buy, sell, and trade on the AutoT platform with confidence. With the option to store their digital collectible for up to two years, free of charge in the NECA vault. 
Otherwise, they can have the physical item shipped directly to them with Walmart's fast and free two-day shipping on purchases over $35. Available online at walmart.com starting October 6th and in stores October 15th, AutoT will feature limited figure, limited edition figures and collectibles, including new-to-market figures from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, featuring Shredder, Renette, and Rare Chase variants signed by co-creator Kevin Eastman. Also debuting are, it just goes on from there. But I basically just got to the part with Turtles, which is why we're even talking about this. So it's NFTs. It's it's an it's an NFT that's tied to an action figure. Yeah, I, I really hope it doesn't make them cost more because, like, I don't want to pay extra for the digital thing I'm never going to use personally. You know, that's yeah. just me. But the biggest frustrating thing here for me is I it it's not entirely clear because um, the chase variants. Uh, that they're talking about here of Renette and Shredder, uh, which the Shredder one, okay, it's a black and white Shredder, which if you have the black and white turtles from 2008, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, like, cool, this will go with them. Uh, But the Renette figure is the blue colored Renette that is accurate to the Mirage comic. Like yeah. the one that everybody had been like, why did NECA do it in red first? Like when it's supposed to be blue. Mm-hmm. Like this is the version that everybody wanted. And it's seemingly tied to this program now that nobody really wants. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. So nobody... And, and that's the thing is like, it's not entirely clear if that is the case here. Um, like if the only way to get these figures, because uh, first to market is kind of a catch-all term for, um, you know, it's going to be here first. Like, like when people have like an exclusive reveal or like when a game comes out first on like PlayStation or something and then comes to Xbox later. Um, like it's just gonna appear here first. Like like with Fugitoid when he first appeared at uh, Target, even though he's technically available everywhere, he just appeared at Target first as part of uh, that event. So it it's just really hard to know if this if the Renette here that everybody's been wanting is going to be exclusive to the to Walmart or it's just here first because it's tied to that event so yes i don't understand the whole like okay so i I buy the toy then i go online to see if i have a chase variant then then i have to get it mailed to me yeah see like it's already it's already really confusing yeah so i i don't know this whole thing just does not sound appealing I don't like it, uh, and unfortunately, I might have to support it because this might be the only way that I can get the blue Renette figure. Well, I mean, you say that, but like how many normal Renette figures are you going to have to buy? You know, the ones of the weird coloration yep. that's from like the colored collection to yeah, get. 
like that's yeah like that's that the other thing wants. like we don't know we don't know like how many you have to buy in order to get that because like it says this is the chase variants which that means there's even less of those yeah so this whole thing is just really not feeling good yeah well and that's like it'd be one thing if you were buying like a cheap figure but like these are like NECA figures you know these are expensive action figures and so I mean, like they're still cheap they're still cheap figures but yeah but I mean, I yeah they're, they're, they're not they're not cheap they're not prices cheap to purchase figures yeah. um in which, my yeah, opinion the, you know but that's the most that's i mean that's the most disappointing thing is like yeah like the the, the messaging on this is just really bad and very mm. confusing and and NECA's not coming out and really kind of like letting everybody know like hey this is the situation and so everybody's just left to speculate and it's like come on yeah well and i don't know this is just me i just don't think the brown colored renette looks good i I just don't like it uh i don't it's gotta be i don't think it looks bad yeah like i don't think it looks bad but like renette's blue like yeah yeah and and I, and what's stupid is like, I get why NECA did it because, you know, everybody's going to want that one. Like everyone's going to want the original color one. So like, if you put her in the, in the, in the uh, IDW colors, like, and then make that the chase figure, no one's going to buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, well, not only does it not look as good, but I don't know. Cause it's one of those things where like, but you could be like, oh, look at this. It's a really cool, fun reference to how she's colored in the modern color you know modern version you know in the, in the modern i guess re-release of these original comics yeah uh so in my opinion i don't know like it, it could just kind of be fun that way and be more like a fun nod and then you could be like oh cool if i get the chase this is because making it rare instantly gives it value you don't need to have it be the blue one that everyone actually wants like <laughs> yeah, i don't know well, well right but but i mean like we already saw how much people didn't know where that color scheme came from in the first place. Yeah. So it's really hard to say like, Oh, it's rare. So it's more valuable. Like it would, it would be, but it's going to be like such a niche, like thing. Cause like you would have so many people that would be like, well, I didn't even know she came in that color. So who cares? Yeah. Kind of thing. But- I don't know. Like, I feel like you're just going to also have a lot of people who are just going to be like, I don't really like the way that's colored. I'm not going to buy this figure, period. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a toy collector, so I I couldn't tell you, but I, I feel All like I can agree be... on is that Renette is blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you both make valid points, but the, yeah. the ultimate answer is she should have been blue in the first place. Uh, yep. Why they made her red is baffling. And yeah. Anywho. Uh, so yeah yeah and so so the black and white shredder is part of that deal too uh as of now yeah which which that shredder is like this is like the fifth time they've released that shredder mold yeah like fifth or sixth time because like which is funny because like people complain about playmates you know re-releasing the classic you know that classic collection turtles Mm. but this is like the sixth time that NECA sixth or seventh time that NECA has released the shredder mold so just the, if if they're going to complain about playmates they got to complain about that could do the same thing so anyway uh yeah i mean we'll see we'll see how it goes tomorrow um 
you know, by the time this episode drops, you know, we'll have a lot better idea of how this worked. So, yeah. Uh, is that it for toy news? Uh, that is it for toy news. All right. So, in comics, this week, we can't believe we totally forgot about it last week. Uh, so, this, this issue will have been out for a week by the time this episode drops. But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Cartoon Adventures issue number one came out uh, today, the day we're recording this. So, like I said, it'll be, I've been out for a week. It's in the same vein as the original cartoon. It's pretty much almost like a story that takes place in that universe. Uh, and it, it looks pretty fun. So go check it out. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, so the cover has a Bebop Rocksteady, uh, Ground Chuck and Dirtbag, and then Toka and Razor. And I'm, I'm curious if they'll go with the Toka and Razor from the cartoon that were like actually pretty intelligent or if they'll divert back to the, not divert, revert back to the movie ones that like were babies. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm most interested about this book, honestly. <laughs> uh, and then the next issue that came, that's coming out after this episode drops is number 133 of the main series. And then on the 18th, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles compendium is coming out. So that's going to be a new collection of the Mirage issues that are that's starting out. Uh, we don't exactly know what the plan for this series is. We know they don't have issue nine, um, which is the one that has Cerebus in it. So that's probably caught up in legal or whatever other many issues there could be with that, uh, with the inclusion of Cerebus in it. But uh, it does include Fugitoid number one, which hasn't been reprinted in a very long time. Uh, and it also includes the Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issues on top of issues one through 14, excluding issue nine, like I mentioned earlier. What's interesting about that is it includes issue number 13, which is not done by Kevin Eastman or Peter Laird. It's different people that were at Mirage Studios, so it is a part of Mirage's canon, but it wasn't included in the Ultimate Collection. Uh, so this series could be a reproduction of what was Mirage canon, or it could be everything, including the guest era. We, we but excluding be able to, Cerebus. <laughs> but excluding Cerebus and whatever yeah. other issues might be caught up in legal issues. So, I mean, like, if the river comes out in book two or three, then... I'll probably, you know, have to get this series. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you mentioned all the details. Let's go through them once again. So it's Mirage Studios issues 1 through 7, mm-hmm. 9 through 14, all four of the micro series one-shots, Fugitoid number 1, and Tales of the TMNT numbers 1 through 5. Um, it's like 830 pages, retailing for 150 bucks, and it comes out October 18th. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how much more this series releases. So it's either going to be everything they can legally release or everything that was Mirage Canon. Yeah. It does say it's a volume one, compendium volume one. So there's yeah probably plans for a volume two. It, but it also says uh, it, it covers from their origins in the ooze to their first <laughs> showdown with the Shredder, both of which are the first issue. <laughs> yeah. Boy, boy, I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> Uh, we waited all episode to make that joke. 
But anyway, that's all we got for news this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing terribly exciting. Other than Saturday morning adventures, uh, which we didn't get to talk about last week because we were talking about the turtles. So Keith, rapid fire. What were your thoughts on Turtles uh, twenty uh, Turtles twenty twelve? Because we didn't read your notes last week. Oh, you didn't. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, yeah, we well, meant well, to, but then we talked for a lot more than we thought we would. I don't know why I type anything. Um, let's see. My computer doesn't have enough memory to load my Google Drive. That's perfect. All right. So, um, I'm probably just going to read my notes right to you guys since I took the time to type it. Why not just read it off? Um, it's not so, that we didn't. It's not that we didn't want to read them. It's just that the discussion was so good we didn't get a chance. To. I'm looking forward. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. I I I love doing this podcast. I also sometimes appreciate being gone for a week because then I get to listen to the podcast. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've always said that this show, the the 2012 show has very high highs, but very low lows. Um, The episode that really got me hooked was The Gauntlet, which I think is episode nine of season one. Uh, Lots of references to issue one in that that episode. Um, Especially like the part um, Mikey's thrown away from the shredder. He's kind of rolling on his sides um, and he throws shuriken at the shredder and it keeps shredder's attention long enough for Leo and Donnie to kind of close the gap on him and get an attack in. And then he goes and he meets up with Raph, who had been previously electrocuted, and they come up with a plan of attack while Leo and Donnie are, are fighting the Shredder. And Like, up until that point, I don't think we'd gotten to see, like, a bunch of teamwork like that in the cartoon, so that was really, really cool. Um, it really got me hooked on the show. Um, and then, I mean, the other fights, that fight against Tiger Claw and the meatpacking plant, like, chef's kiss, man. That, that's such a good fight. Um, I also like that this show was able to use the turtles in different equipment and gear, like their spirit journey outfits and those like super goth uh, fishnet and, and like break drum <laughs> uh, super ninja costumes ahead at the end. Really cool. Um, yeah, we didn't even, we didn't even talk about like the LARP costumes. Yeah, LARP costumes too. Yeah, they they go through a lot of different designs in this in the show. Um, but even like just the base designs seem to have struck a chord, like the buff Raph, the small Mikey, the skinny Don, and the kind of basic Leo. I mean, they've done it in the movies, they've done it in Rise does it too, um, Mateo Santaluco does it in the comics, video games have done it since then. So like something about this show, like hit the designs head on. Yeah. Um, and, and the show gets better as it goes too, in my opinion, when they move away from the one-time monsters with weird designs like snake weed and spider bites and, and the monkey butt cannons, and they move into more mature tele- storytelling. But butt cannons! Yeah. <laughs> and the series, like, it pulls from everywhere. Like, like similar to IDW, like, the Mutanimals are in the show, Alapex is in the show, Drag is in the show, like, no lack of pulling from uh, different sources. But on the opposite end, like the low lows for every the gauntlet there's like a squirrel annoyed or the one-off mutants of the week um and for every great fight there's ones like the fight in attack of the mega shredder where leo holds his swords out and he spins like a helicopter and attacks the mega shredder that way like it's so freaking stupid and I, I specifically called out here the weird world of worm. I don't know if you guys remember that episode, but he's basically the Mr. Og of 2012, and it's it's yeah. exactly as bad. Um, I also hate the Donnie Casey April love triangle. Um, I'll be honest with you, I still don't know what Donnie's a simp means, but 
the reason I hate it is because April doesn't seem to have any agency in her own romantic life. Like they're Casey and, and Don are just like fighting over her and trying to do good deeds until she puts out for them. And that's like, women are not machines that work like that. And that's yeah. a terrible message for the kids. Um, man, I wrote a lot of stuff. The toys for the show, man, were amazing. Like that original line are, are some of Playmates' best work. They're really articulate and really just rough and mean looking. They had the wrong feet though. I don't know if you remember that. They had like human toes. Uh, but they did update them for the re-release recently. Yeah, we yeah we talked about that one. Yeah, uh, the show is definitely worth a watch. Uh, highly recommend it, even if it's a bit uneven. I think actually there's a DVD release coming out. In yep, December? we talked about okay. We talked about that because the uh, they had just announced like that day or like around then that the entire series is getting released on DVD just in time for Christmas. I might actually pick that up. I'm debating. I don't really buy DVDs anymore, but yeah, like I have it digitally, but I think buying it, uh, buying this release might convince Nick to release the 2003 series eventually. So that is my that is my theory on that. The 20th anniversary is coming up for the the 2003 series. Like it makes perfect sense. So 10th anniversary this year, 20th next year. So. Uh, but yeah, that is everything we got for these two issues so far. There's so, a bit more written here. Take your quotes. Well, I mean, it's, a, well, it's Keith, do you want to do you want to ask me what we're doing next week, or or you can keep yeah. going, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, do. do you want to do you want to keep going or? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said, definitely worth a watch. Um. I'd say probably this show has the most white appeal. Um. It, it doesn't have quite the cartoon sanity of the '87 series or the grim darkness of the 2003, or the huge changes that Ryan has brought. So definitely watch it. Um, favorite Easter eggs. This is what I really want to get to. Um, there's an episode where they're in space, and they're flying through some purple seaweed, and Fugitoid says that they'll be through it in about 2 minutes and 22 seconds, which is a cute nod to the damn level of the NES game. Um, did you guys talk about Corey Feldman and Robbie Wrist voicing characters? Uh, we did not. Okay, so Corey Feldman, uh, Donatello in the first and third movie, he's Slash in, in this show, and Robbie Rist was Michelangelo in the movies, and he's uh, Mondo Gecko in this show. And uh, did you all know that Kevin Eastman is Ice Cream Kitty? Uh, I, I knew that. that, but that is not something we mentioned either. So there, we did, we, we talked so much with Jason mm-hmm. uh, we, that we missed a lot. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I said the show pulled from everywhere my favorite little easter egg is that carter's mutant form is in this show um he's little reneo's uh true form in chris bradford's two rough crew carter's the big like muscular yellow cyborg looking thing yeah we we talked we did we did catch that one um because i was looking at the art book uh that's where i saw it too yeah yeah cool well that's what i got thanks for letting me uh read my notes awkwardly uh to all y'all no, uh, that's <laughs> you brought up good stuff like maybe i just have to cut this out and like add it to that episode as bonus content for any future <laughs> listeners like <laughs> well thanks for giving me a chance to read it i was like i don't know i was sitting in the car or something i was like i just gotta get this off my mind before so i can stop thinking about it <laughs> put it all down and send it to you guys all right um hey so spencer what are we doing next week Next week, we're going to be covering episodes four, five, and six from season five of the 1987 series. So we're jumping back into that. 
Okay, so that is Michelangelo meets Mondo Gecko, Inter Mutagen Man, and Donatello's Bad Time. All right. So, guys, thank you again for checking out another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, we really appreciate you every week. Uh, we found out that we have like five, or no, we have a bunch of uh, five star reviews on uh, for the show, and we would love more. So, please. Uh, send us those uh you can tell us anywhere talk to us anywhere on the on the internet ninja turtle power hour ninja turtle ph on twitter instagram or facebook um and uh you know what i'm feeling good i might drop some more links to the discord too um there's been some good conversations in there lately um and yeah awesome Hey, uh, we will not ask you for money. Um, we like keeping this show free and asking you for money is kind of awkward. But hey, if you're like, these guys are cool. I'd like to maybe buy them a cup of coffee. You can go to coffee.com slash Ninja Turtle Power Hour, all one word. And uh, feel free to give us whatever you think is generous and affordable to you. Uh, it's coffee, K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash Ninja Turtle Power Hour, all one word. Thanks in advance. Just, uh, just, yeah, just throwing it out there. Anything you give us is generous. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like we said, we don't expect anything, uh, but you know, it help, it would help keep the lights on. So that's yeah. So yeah, that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening, and until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. <laughs>inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply might be the first time you've ever said cowabunga i know well, there, was, there wasn't really anything right that's the that's the gag right yeah. <laughs> so panic oh, that's awful i hope you didn't get hey, me seeing that keep, keep singing yeah, keith <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we're gonna uh, fight, fight. <laughs> we'll make it right right we won't stop till the morning but you know what I'd you know still it. rather I'd still rather listen to that than counting it all. <laughs> oh, whatever, Mike. <laughs> I gotta say, Next Mutation, not a terrible show. Terrible uh, uh, execution, though. Like all the whips yeah, it's, and, and it's sound not, effects and crap. It's just awful. It's not the worst show. Like it's it's fun to hate on mm-hmm. it on it. It's not even fun to hate on it. It's just it's the cool thing to do. But yeah. it's like it's not a bad show, especially for the time that it came out at. Like, and it and it did well. The problem, like the problem was, it was just too expensive for Saban to license, so that's why they canceled it.
Well, because didn't Saban just like dub Power Rangers? They oh, I guess actually had to film it with like well, the American yeah. actors though too, huh? Yeah. Never mind. Right, but you can but really most, tell when it's but it's, most it's of cheap. but most of yeah, but most of the work had been done, mm-hmm. you know, by using the Sentai footage, and then Turtles was like one of the first productions he they had to do like a hundred percent with no with no Sentai footage to pull from. Yeah. And they were just like, this is too expensive. So they canceled it. And then they made uh, the Mystic Knights of Tirnanog uh, with the rest of the money, I guess. I don't know. Toy Galaxy did a great video on it. Oh, I got to check that out. Because I, I remember that name, Mystic Knights of Tirnanog. But... Uh, I will send you the video. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, Actually, I read an interesting article that was like, so like the 87 series gets more mature as it gets farther along but like it's still a cartoon mm-hmm. that's being marketed towards like five and six year old kids but then yeah. next mutation is a show that would be for like eight to 11 year old kids but it's made more in the style of a show for a five to six year old kid so like it's totally mismatched their audience and yeah, they were like, on at like the same time also <laughs> so yeah it was it was a saturday morning show because i can't remember <clears throat> if it i can't remember if it led into power rangers or if it like um it, it had something to do with like when they marketed it with power rangers but like it it was they had the crossover and in space and then the show i think hmm. but anyway um i'm calling it now guys i want michelangelo meets mondo gecko next week all right you got it watch out watch out all right fine fine He's- fine He's only my favorite edition of the 87 series. <laughs> Actually, he's not it's even just... from the 87 series. He's from he's from Archie, though, huh? He's that's from Archie, he's, yeah. That's why he's such a good character. <laughs> this, this is like one of the few episodes I like remember, though. Like, yeah. I, I could pretty much tell you the plot. And like, there's a specific scene where they like chase him into a, a dead end in the sewer and he confronts Michelangelo that I like is burned into my memory. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to. It's all yours. Well, it's all you. yours. I. I could not tell you anything about that episode because I do not remember it at all. Yeah. So. Um, things for this show, though. What what news do we have? I know we've got um, Black and White Shredder and Foot Soldier was, was announced. Uh, the correct, like, Mirage colors for Renette uh, mm-hmm. also, also are going to be available tomorrow oh yeah that's um, a weird like nft kind of thing too right yeah and it's like a weird nft thing um it's really confusing and i don't like it um if it doesn't make it more expensive it sounds like it makes it maybe more complicated but if i at least i'm not paying anything extra for the nft i guess i don't care but if they're gonna make me pay more for this like thing that's i don't know a jpeg yeah and and that's the thing is like it's a jpeg of like it's a jpeg of like the production shot of the figure like it's not even like a cool thing not that like any nfts really are Mm -hmm. but it's like it's so weird and like absolutely i do not understand i mean there's just there's just no reason for for NECA to be getting into this yeah. other than they see it as a revenue stream 
Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that, that's the only reason for them to do it. Well, it seems like a, it seems like there's a lot of like people who are already in the collectors, in the collectors world that are like looking to like move into that realm because it's more collection stuff and it might even be cheaper to make those than it is to make an actual plastic toy you know so i, mean, I imagine yes, the, the yes profit and no. is like uh, yes yes and no like it's your startup costs are a lot greater than making you know a plastic toy but then also like the environmental impact i mean i don't know it's roughly the same thing you know it's a plastic toy versus a uh versus mining whatever but like Mm -hmm. the the issue i have is is like these toy companies think that like people who obsessively purchase plastic thing plastic physical things to put on a shelf are also going to want a digital thing yeah i like that's the thing is like the digital thing like what do you like you can't even like present that like on a shelf or something like it just kind of like sits hidden in your computer i i don't know like maybe Maybe when your friends come over, you can get your computer out and be like, hey, guys, look at these NFTs I just bought. Like, wow, look at look at this. Look at this cartoon. Monkey. Take a screenshot of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like there's just there's just nothing. There's just nothing there. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm confused about it. Yeah, I, do, I don't get the NFT thing at all. At least like back when they used to put like a DVD with one of the episodes of the cartoon in with the the ninja troll toy like that made sense you know yeah. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> like it was it was a show to sell toys here's the toy you get the show also but like this nft thing doesn't make any sense to me yeah yeah exactly so uh but yeah if you if we want to talk about it i have the press release um so i can read it um other You're the news, toy guys you tell us i mean I talked about it with Jason last night and I didn't like talking about it, but it is news. So we just mentioned uh, it. But the thing is, the thing is, it's like, the thing is, it's like, it's, it's not even like just Ninja Turtles news. Like they're just using Ninja Turtles figures to launch it. So that's really the only reason to talk about it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and next week also 133 comes out and I think the compendium does as well so oh yeah we can talk uh, about, we can talk about the compendium and i i do want to because i've accidentally <laughs> spread some misinformation about it i didn't see that number 13 was in there so i thought this whole time that like there weren't any guest era or like things that weren't included in the ultimate collection besides future toy details that weren't already mm. you know that weren't in this series but now that we can see that there is an issue that's not by eastman and laird there's potentially Ugh. either going to be the guest era or mirage cannon in there I, I wish they'd announced their plan for this book. <laughs> yeah, what's number like, two? <laughs> what, what is number yeah, two? Like, like you kind of like you kind of crammed everything in here. Like it's essential. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like, oh man, can you imagine if this is how they reprint Volume Four? I'd be okay with that. I mean, I'd I'd be okay with it, but at the same time, I'd be like, crap, I have to go back and buy Compendium Number One. Well, and two. And well, that's, well, that's the thing. That's the thing is like, if you're if you're gonna, if they're not gonna announce that they're gonna reprint Volume Four mm-hmm. until they get to that point, mm-hmm. and then you have to go back, and then what if it's gonna be like, what if they drop, you know, spike in price like the IDW collection? Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to do that like i'll buy these digitally i'll screw that mm-hmm. oh yeah so. 
I'm not going to be buying them just because I already have yeah. all these issues multiple times over. And yeah, one like, more I time, but I don't need I don't need to buy them. Like the only one I don't have and that I haven't read is Fugitoid Number One, mm-hmm. um, which I mean I'd like to buy eventually, but yeah, I'm I've not read that rush. Yeah, I've read that one because it was on the Mirage website back when they used to have. Wouldn't surprise me if you could still find that link somewhere. Maybe it doesn't exist yeah. anymore, but no, I mean it probably it probably still does. A lot of the Mirage links, if like if you find them, like mm-hmm. you could still read like one through thirty-two. Uh, of... I, hmm. I know when I looked at it, it was like one through the unmentionables. Uh that might be that might be it too. Um yeah. but anyway. Uh, Compendium uh, is coming out on the 18th, it looks like. The 18th, right. okay. Cool. Yeah. So we can talk about it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> we did just talk about it. Spencer just cut that and put it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. No, no, no. Uh, Leave it on the end of the episode. It's, it's your, extra yeah. bonus content it's your show. You to hear again. Want. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll try and we'll try and have that same great conversation then. I feel like sometimes <laughs> we go through our news like in the bonus content and we cover it better than if we like, you know, than when we actually yeah. cover it in the news. <laughs> yeah, we should maybe just just say the subject and leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. when, we, when we actually get to the news, we can really talk about it. <laughs> I got a I got Ninja Turtle. I got Kevin Eastman's like T-shirt of the week this week because it's that awesome like Thor crossover one. Yes, mine came in. That yeah. was so cool. Oh, you got it too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's super. I really like it. And I've, then, I've like first... that since I saw like because there's pictures of him wearing it at like signings. Yeah, way way back, and I was always like, "Where did that shirt come from? How do I get it?" And he finally put it out. It's so cool. Yeah, well, and then it's like a parody of a parody of, you know, oh, a yeah. parody, kind of a homage of a homage, I guess I should say. It's a parody. Yeah, it's a it's a parody it's of a homage. After, after of a, Duncan, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I like it, too, because uh, that turtle has claws, which is something they scrapped early on. But like initially, the turtles were supposed to have retractable claws like a like a kind of like a cat does. I guess turtles have small claws as well. Huh. Yeah. But they, they scrapped it real early, but you can see it on that t shirt. He's holding the hammer and he's got little claws sticking out. Well, I'm yeah, kind of like, glad they scrapped it, but <laughs> there's like yeah. there's like some art, like some very early art of the turtles, like with like longer fingernails. Mm-hmm. Like kind of claw like. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. It and I think it's the same, like it's the same page where it's got Leo and it instead of Leo it says Ken. So they, they clearly had other names picked out as well, at one mm-hmm. point too. Yeah, because I've got I've got that shirt from Heroes and Villains that's like the button up that has like the concept art. Yeah, and yeah, it says Ken on the shirt. You know? mm-hmm. so, that's if if we ever have Eastman on, mm-hmm. that's the question I'm going to ask. Is like you clearly had other names. What were they? Go. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, yeah. Next time, next time he's available, I will put our name in the hat. Cool. Thanks. All right. Okie doke.